Hallelujah, praise the Lord. Glory to God. Glory to God. Right? All right, please stand. Let's all sing, Lord, you are good. Good morning, beloved Goshen College community, and welcome to this first chapel of the 2018-2019 school year. 
My name is Stephen Lowe, and I am a sophomore music and secondary education major and a part of the newly revamped student ministries team. Today's chapel will introduce this year's chapel theme of hashtag in this together, which is connected with our Goshen College core value of global citizenship. Over the course of the year, we will hear what it means to be in this together from GC faculty and staff, service and relief workers, and a plethora of other voices. During the course of this chapel, I encourage you to reflect on what it means to be a citizen of the GC community and the world, and to be in this together. To start our time of worship together, for this year and for today, we will light a peace lamp. This lamp symbolizes the light of Christ that is present in all of us, and as a reminder that God is always with us. Now if you would stand and join me in singing number 71 in the blue hymnal, Joyful, Joyful, We Adore Thee.
64 in the green book or you can watch on the screen. Somos el cuerpo de Cristo. We are the body of Christ. Hemos oído el llamado. We've answered yes to the call of the Lord. Somos el cuerpo de Cristo. We are the body of Christ. Traemos su santo mensaje. We've come to bring the good news to the Lord. Dios viene al mundo a través de nosotros. God is revealed when we love one another. Al mundo a cumplir la misión de la iglesia. Bringing the light of God's mercy to others. Somos el cuerpo de Cristo. We are the body of Christ. Hemos oído el llamado. We've answered yes to the call of the Lord. Somos el cuerpo de Cristo. We are the body of Christ. Traemos su santo mensaje. We've come to bring the good news to the Lord. Cada persona es parte del reino. Putting a stop to all discrimination. Todas las razas que habitan la tierra. All are invited to feast in the banquet. Somos el cuerpo de Cristo. We are the body of Christ. Hemos oído el llamado. We've answered yes to the call of the Somos el cuerpo de Cristo. We are the body of Christ. Traemos su santo mensaje. We come to bring the good news to the Lord. Que nuestras acciones reflejan justicia. Stopping abuse and relieving the hungry. Vamos al mundo a cuidar su rebaño. Serving each other, we build up the kingdom. Somos el cuerpo de Cristo. We are the body of Christ. Hemos oído el llamado. We've answered yes to the call of the Lord. Somos el cuerpo de Cristo. We are the body of Christ. Traemos su santo mensaje. To bring the good news to the world. Today, we will be hearing from campus pastor Gwen Gustafson Zook. She has two young adult children who recently graduated from Goshen College, Sai and Sadie, and her husband, Les, who has been a partner in life, music, 
and ministry for the past 35 years in cities such as Atlanta, Georgia, Denver, Colorado, Kingston, Jamaica, Elkhart and Goshen, Indiana, and Albany and Portland, Oregon. Gwen enjoys studying in academic and has academic degrees in education, theology, and spirituality. But she says it is the stories that come out of her life that have served and continue to serve as her greatest teachers. In her spare time, Gwen enjoys the companionship of her two chickens, Miss Frizzle and Mrs. Potts. They greet her each morning as she goes outside and serve as a persistent reminder to pay attention to the life and love all around, all the time. She sees caring for them as a primary and sacred task. I'd like to invite Gwen forward so that we might pray for her before she speaks. Let us pray. Omnipresent creator of the universe, we thank you for today, this chapel, and the opportunity we have to hear Gwen speak. We ask that you be with Gwen and that you continue to guide her words and thoughts now and through the rest of her life. May your spirit be upon her and may your message be given through her. We ask all of this in the name of your love made flesh. Amen. So it has been said that a story is worth hearing more than once, and so uh, I'll just let that be known to the faculty and staff here who have heard part of this story earlier this year. But I wanted to include us all in this story, in particular because uh, I had a chat conversation with Danny, who I'll be speaking about um, last night. And uh, he's in Guatemala. And he, I said, what do you think, Danny, about, is it okay if I share your story with the student body at Goshen College? And he said, you know, that's a great idea, and I look forward to hearing what they think about it. So afterward, feel free to let me know, because I'll be texting Danny tonight. In the fall of 2005, this young man from Guatemala moved in with our family. As mentioned, his name was Danny, and he was 19 years old, about the age of some of you. Between our family's poor Spanish skills and his limited English proficiency, since English was his third language, we somehow managed to develop quite an affinity for each other, often through laughter around language and the idiosyncrasies of life with preteens. We joke to this day about the time when Danny went to the Faith House, which is a house owned by our church, to paint the chicken, actually the kitchen, while I went to the church to chop the ducks, actually potatoes. That was the year of the Arbol Loco. That Christmas, the one year we succumbed to bringing home an entirely asymmetrical tree, oddly shaped, that took up about a quarter of the living room. But that expansive tree served as a lovely backdrop for family photos complete with Danny in the midst of us. Danny was a delight, outgoing and warm, a gentle soul, and very easy to have around. He quickly became a well-loved member of our broader community, and certainly the church community. And in the weeks leading up to his return to Guatemala, we had a number of parties 
complete with tamales and dancing with a group of people, translating the moves in multiple languages, including Danny's Guatemalan friends who were speaking Quiche. So Spanish and English and Quiche were, were flying around the room as the dance was moving on. Something about cinnamon, I don't know. I just still remember, cinnamon, what are we saying? Anyhow, on his final Wednesday in Goshen, he gathered with um, our small youth group at our small church, and he told his story through, the, through a translator. The story included tales of growing up in rural Guatemala in the midst of a civil war. It included the stories of the deaths of his uncles and of his father of the challenges of being a teenager in a community with no work, few options, and fewer yet mentors. He made the choice to make the trek north to find work for himself, to support himself and his family. So after months of making his way through Mexico, working as a street vendor selling ice cream along the way, he landed at the U.S.-Mexico border. He gave all of his money, as well as some money he borrowed from a cousin, to a coyote, a smuggler, in return for what he had been led to believe would be safe travel north. The coyote told each migrant to take two milk jugs full of water for the three to four day trek through the desert. So with jugs in hand and a backpack on his back, Danny joined with others who would risk their lives for something better. During the first 24 hours, it was hot, and Danny drank most of one of his jugs of water. During the second night, as they were making their way through the arid and cacti-strewn land with flashlights, the coyote saw the bright lights of a border patrol vehicle ahead on the road, and he called for everyone to quickly jump into the ditch and to be still. The Jeep passed, and Danny stood up, only to come to the terrible realization that when he dove into the ditch, his second jug of water hit a rock, and the jug had drained dry. He was halfway through the desert, and he had no water. Hallucinations filled the days that followed as he tried to stay clear-headed while becoming increasingly dehydrated. He searched for water. At one point, he found a foul puddle complete with oil and animal feces in it. And he took off his shirt and he pushed it down on top of the rank liquid, filtering out what little bit of water and what little bit of hope he could find. He drank that, but that turned into greater sickness as he stumbled then through the desert, sick to his stomach and without water. As he told this story, it became evident that from here on his memory was fuzzy. But then he remembered being put in the back of a truck being stacked on top of each other. And he remembered thinking in the heat and in that place of great desperation that his life was over. And then somehow he ended up in a shelter in Phoenix. And from there, somehow he ended up in Goshen. 
That was Danny's story. A story that we didn't know until he was about to leave us, but a story that would stay with us long after he left. About five years passed, and I had the opportunity to go to the U.S.-Mexico border to walk the migrant trail, a 75-mile trek through the Sonoran Desert in southern Arizona. Along with a group of 50 people, we followed a similar path to Danny's in the scorching summer heat, seeing rosaries hanging from mesquite trees and finding backpacks in the bushes seeing broken jugs strewn along the desert path sent chills down my spine and brought a lump to my throat. After the fifth day of walking in 115 degree heat, so hot that blisters formed on the balls of my feet through my thick tennis shoes, I sat in the sparse shade of a mesquite tree with some of my fellow travelers, most of whom were immigrants somehow connected with the Mennonite Central Committee, an international relief development and peacebuilding organization. And as we sat under that tree discussing what we had been going through in the last number of days and what the implications were for so many people, I had a vision, or maybe it wasn't just a realization, but it was strikingly clear that the task of life, simply put, is to somewhere encounter love along the way, be that from our parents or through a grandparent or through a significant other or through our children, and then to spend the rest of life expanding the circle of love to include more and more. Probably starting with those closest to us, most like us, but then pushing out the boundaries to include more and more in an ever-expanding circle of love. Danny had made it into my circle of love, and now I had the invitation to extend that circle even wider to include others like Danny who were risking their lives in the hope of a future. This past June, I had the good fortune of accompanying the Goshen College SSTT group of 20 high schoolers and emerging college students, along with Keith Graber Miller, who was leading the program, to Guatemala for two weeks of study of theology in the Guatemalan context. The group of students, a few of whom are here this morning, were wonderfully diverse and enthusiastically engaged in pretty much everything we put in front of them. And one of the highlights of the trip, and I think the students would say this too, they did in fact say this, was studying theology with a young Guatemalan scholar and friend named Israel Ortiz, or Isra, as we came to know him. Isra is fluent in British English, having lived in England when his dad was a graduate student a number of years ago, so frankly, he's a delight to listen to. But he is also grounded in the urban Guatemalan context, one that is no stranger to violence and corruption and suffering, alongside beauty and generosity and kindness. Looking at the Beatitudes, Isra challenged the students and the leaders as well to ponder what realities would call forth the Beatitudes. In what context would these words make sense? Beatitudes like, blessed are those who mourn, 
Well, blessed are those who mourn, for they will be comforted. There must be mourning people around. There must be suffering. Or blessed are those who hunger and thirst after righteousness or after what is right. Well, there must be some wrong going on or some injustice so that hungering and thirsting for justice makes sense. Or blessed are the merciful. Well, there must be people who are responding with violence and who are not being merciful. Blessed are the gentle or the meek. Well, there must be some arrogant, harsh, harmful people who are living lives opposite of the gentle. Isra said very clearly that this is the messed up context that Jesus was in, and it's the messed up context that we are in, where pain and suffering and injustice and hatred and arrogance and violence are all around. And it is into this context that we are called to be present with a different message, a message of love, where mourners are comforted, and the merciful receive mercy, where those hungering for justice find it, and where the gentle receive what is rightfully theirs. This is where the circle of love is gradually expanded to include all who suffer, the Danis and the Ishras, the students and the teachers, the oppressed and the oppressors. This year, as you have heard, our campus ministry's theme is hashtag in this together. It is a statement of observation and a statement of invitation. Looking around, we can see in this room that we are all here together. But we are called beyond the observation to the invitation to own this fact and to own the mystery that we somehow all ended up here, both in this space and on this earth at the same time. And we are invited to live in this time and space with intention. Intention that to seek the good for all, recognizing that it's not just about me, but it's about all of us to celebrate the sacred and the diverse lives with whom we share this space and time. Fundamentally, to expand our circle of love and care beyond ourselves to include others, both close at hand and far away. I'm the first to admit that this can be more difficult than it sounds on the surface. To expand a circle of love requires that we come to value others as we value ourselves. And it requires that we see and own the ways of our actions and how they have an effect on the people around us. Actions as simple as making eye contact when we're walking down the path past each other. Maybe even saying hi. This expanding of the circle of love and care in our lives is an invitation to live from a place of openness and acceptance, learning to appreciate what others appreciate, 
to value what others value, to understand where people are coming from. And it will likely require that we put ourselves in situations where we are not entirely comfortable, where things are done differently than how I'd like to see them done, or what I'm used to. And one place where this comes to a head is right here, when we gather for chapel. We each come into this space with varying expectations about what chapel should look like, what songs should be sung, what language should be used when speaking about God, what emotional impact or not this worship time should inspire. These opinions are opinions and not in and of themselves holy. They are opinions of individuals in a community who come from diverse backgrounds, and a wide range of expectations of what this time can and should be. One thing is certain, chapel will not meet all of your expectations and your needs, but it will provide us all with an opportunity to stand together as a community and to experience what someone else in the community values to hear from a range of perspectives, and fundamentally to gather before the holy and acknowledge that there's a lot of mystery here. And it's not all about me. And it's not all about you. It is fundamentally about love, a presence, God, that is in us and around us and between us and beyond us. This presence is holy. And you and I each have a place alongside everyone else who makes up this holy community because we are, in fact, in this together. And this gathering, like so much of life, is an opportunity to expand our circle of love and care. This is a high calling. I am hopeful that we are up to the task. And in the process, I also fully trust that we will be graced with glimpses of the divine in our midst. Back to Guatemala this summer. During our weekend trip to Lake Atitlan, Miho Dani made one more trek. From his home in San Lucas de Toloman on one side of the lake, across Lake Atitlan to the place where we were staying in San Juan. And we had a little reunion was really quite enjoyable. He and I stood on the balcony of the hotel overlooking the placid lake with majestic volcanoes forming the backdrop. We shared stories about our children and our work and joked about memories from our time together in Goshen. He told me about the way that the internet cafe that he had opened up in San Lucas was serving as a community gathering place connecting not only friends, but people who just were passing through and strangers. He named the internet cafe San Francisco, referring to another part of his life. But he told me that he had dreams of opening a second one. This one will be called Goshen. Then we walked into town, down the path through the corn stalks, up the street past beautiful murals painted, on the sides of buildings, up to the church in the center of town. 
A special service was going on in the church, so we stood in the background and listened to the singing. I couldn't understand the words, but it was beautiful. And standing there with Danny, I had a sense of the divine moving in our midst, a glimpse of the holy. And I thought, this is how life is. I don't claim to understand it. There is so much mystery. But when we stand together in the face of the challenges and struggles of life and honor the other by being fully present, life really can be beautiful in the midst of everything that's going on. Because the Holy One is here. I invite you to join with me in singing. Over my head, I hear music in the air. Please stand.
Thank you, Gwen, for that beautiful message. If the other members of the student ministries team would come forward to the circle, they will help guide our response activity. So, to show that we are all in this together, we will be making a piece of art that will be displayed up front whenever we meet for chapel. To symbolize our connectedness, we will each be placing a thumbprint on the outline of the world. Now we invite you all to come forward as you wish to add your fingerprints to symbolize that we are in fact all in this together. This little light of mine, I'm gonna let it shine. This little light of mine, I'm gonna let it shine. This little light of mine, I'm gonna let it shine. Let it shine, let it shine, let it shine. Everywhere I go. Hide it under a bushel. No, I'm gonna let it shine. Hide it under a bushel. No, I'm gonna let it shine. Hide it under a bushel. No, I'm gonna let it shine. Let it shine. Let it 
shine oh, This little light of mine I'm gonna let it shine This little light of mine I'm gonna let it shine oh,
this little <laughs> life of mine. Last time, ready? <laughs>